Hello, this is Decisive Koala. You're listening to The Paradise Arcade. The Paradise Arcade may contain explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Paradise Arcade with Eric and Kyle. All right, welcome to another episode of the Paradise Arcade. This week, we have a very special guest. This week, we've got Decisive Koala joining us. Welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for having me. Uh, Very excited to have you on. You have got a new album coming out soon, and this interview has been a while in the making, because I think I talked to you like maybe a couple of years ago at this point to start the conversation. And so I am overjoyed that you are finally on the show. No, I'm, I'm super happy you guys have uh, had me on here. I, um, I was saying before I've listened to the show a bit and, uh, have had some, uh, pretty awesome guests, some, some people who I know and, uh, some people I look up to and I'm, uh, Happy to be a part of it. I know we we talked a while ago, but it was kind of a random trying to get me uh, out to Minneapolis. Yeah, I mean it'll still happen. I, I'm hoping so. I you know whenever someone says that they listen to the show, I'm always surprised that they agree to come on. Damn it! You just stole my thunder. I was waiting for the opportunity to say that. I was like, no matter how many times I hear it. <laughs> well, as a Devry graduate that's something i would do well you know uh just sitting over here repping national american university <laughs> that's not how we roll at university of phoenix so uh, see now we wrapped okay, it back. we got it back in we got we, it back we in brought it all back we brought it all back in we really <laughs> should have introduced ourselves with our accolades <laughs> or accreditations uh, both <laughs> yes that sounds right um so yeah. i mean i get accolades for where i went in graduating i don't know about you guys like on your fridge or from like my parents <laughs> i usually say shut up i don't need your pity accolades though at that point but I, at least i get them that's true i'm proud of you accolades are good thank you uh, <laughs> so yeah <laughs> thanks for coming on uh and then Obviously, you've got a new album coming on. Before we get to that, let's talk about Decisive Koala. How did it come about? How did you land on that name? I'm so curious. <laughs> um, so I mean, kind of, kind of random. Um, I've done it, like it, it. It was kind of a kind of a joke. I mean, I guess. Um, so like I. I started like I started writing music a few years ago. I was putting a lot of work into all the music I was doing, trying to get something going and like trying to do everything right. I, I have a lot of friends who like are uh, like professional producers and engineers, and you know, like I'd got advice from everybody. I was trying to do everything like the right way, um, but nothing was really like going anywhere. And I was just kind of like at a point of like frustration, which. I feel like I see like a lot, you know, social media, like I feel a lot of people were just like, Hey, I poured my heart and soul into this project. Would somebody please listen to it? You know? And I just kind of like got to a point where I was like, like I need a project that's kind of like, um, like just something that's just fun. Something that's just like, I'm not actually like 
caring anymore. <laughs> and that's what this project started out as. Um, it mainly started as um, stuff I was making on my phone. And at first I was using an app called the Koala app, which is like a sampler app. And, um, you know, I didn't know what to call it. I couldn't, I didn't feel like I just call it Koala. So I just picked like decisive Koala, which I thought, I uh, just got, thought it sounded funny. I don't know. I didn't, to be honest, I wasn't thinking too much about it. I was just like, this is kind of a garbage project where I'm putting all my stuff <laughs> that, um, that like, you know, I enjoy doing, but I don't actually expect to go anywhere. Um, and then I started putting, you know, putting it out there and creating socials and putting stuff on SoundCloud and, um, it started like actually getting attention. And so I just kind of like kept going with it. And then probably like a year, maybe less than a year or so into the project, like, um, I ended up, I got, uh, my son opiate ended up getting around like. 3000 streams on SoundCloud, which at the, at the time was just like mind blowing to me. Like I'd never had anything I've done get that many streams. And so I was just like, Oh, I'm going to send this to like Dan EG electronic gems and just, you know, maybe he'll play it. And he, he did, he featured it. And I was just like blown away. And it was like, at that point I was like, okay, I think this, you know, this is maybe a project I can actually like keep going, but it was never like, um, like it never started out as something I was like serious about. It was just, it was kind of like a, like a venting project. It was something to kind of get stuff out there. That's, um, that's really cool. It's like you did by not putting pressure on yourself for it to be anything you set yourself free and it became a thing. Yeah. Why well, I, I mean, yeah, it, 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 to, to some extent, yeah, that's, I don't know. Like I, I, I feel like it's a struggle that I kind of always have, you know, cause I, like I said, I've, I've kind of like come into the music world with a lot of other people who studied music, who learned how to do things the proper way. And I think that's kind of been my influence of like, this is how you do it. Like you don't do it any other way. If you do it any other way, you do not, you don't succeed. Like it's just, you're just amateur. And it's like, it's been a, like kind of a struggle for me to like break away from that and just let myself enjoy what I'm doing. And I think this project was kind of the first thing that I've done where I felt like I'm just like, I'll get a song done. And I'm just like, I like this. I'm not going to critique it. I'm not going to compare it to other stuff. I'm not going to, you know, try and think, could it be better? or Could it be as good as all the, this other stuff that's out there? I'm just like, if I like it, I'm just going to put it out because I'm just, I'm happy with it. And like, I, at the end of the day, like that's, I don't know, that's what as artists, like we, we want to get out of our music is to feel like, Oh, I'm happy with this, you know? And so I just, I, you know, I wanted a project that I felt that way about. So it's, it's like, it's yours and you're free from conformity or tradition or convention. And you're sounds like you're just able to kind of, put things together in the way that feels good to you and then just let it, let it just out into the world. Yeah. But is that also kind of frustrating at the same time? <laughs> I mean, in, in, in what way? In what way? <laughs> I mean, like you're doing things this way, you aren't getting the attention. 
you decide to forego all those ideas. Oh yeah. And release something. And then that's what gets attention. Yes. It's, it's, it's very frustrating. Cause it's like, I think about like the amount of time I spent, you know, like creating, you know, like spending like hours, like creating like a perfectly crafted, like Instagram post doing research about like what kind of videos go viral and like, what's the best way to get people's attention and all this stuff. And then I just kind of just throw some garbage onto SoundCloud and, it, and, it, and it's going big. And I'm just like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I don't know, I guess it's kind of both ways. It's like, yes, on one hand, it's like frustrating, but on the other hand, like, I feel like it is uh, kind of lesson learned, you know, like for, for me, I think lesson learned in like to, to like, like trust myself in, if I like something, just let it, you know, let it go, put it out there. So I'm curious how you landed in this area of music. You talk about like making the music and trying to be free of other influence, but obviously it fits into a genre. How did you arrive to make the music that you're making? Um, So like, when I first started writing electronic music, I was listening to like, um, uh, like boards of Canada, like Aphex twin. Um, I started to get into like some like future based stuff like flume and like a lot of the, like, uh, uh, like future classics stuff. Um, you know, EDM, like all that kind of like kind of mainstream and kind of semi, uh, normal, electronic music out there and i don't know like it was interesting to me because i liked electronic music i wanted you know i got a synthesizer and i wanted to kind of like get stuff going but i don't think i really like um like felt inspired personally and um i did find taiko and i loved taiko um and because of like that like algorithm thing eventually like youtube kept suggesting calm truths to me and eventually i clicked on the um i can't remember but i I clicked on one of his his songs and i was like instantly like just mind blown which i know like a lot of people in this in this genre like calm truths was kind of like their first like intro to the synthwave retro wave chill synth like you know and all the other genres and and i'm i'm no different like i i I found him and I was just like, holy shit, like, Mm -hmm. this is like so cool. And it's like 80s music, but it sounds like if someone, you know, from the future was transported back to the 80s or something, like, it was just so cool. And so I I got into that and I started dabbling in like the synthwave world. And then that eventually like led me into like finding like some of the like, Admo and like Voyage and Four Hill and a lot of these like artists like I think I found like the Chill Synth playlist on Spotify and then I think that kind of like really like, grabbed me um, like I really liked Synthwave and I was like or you know Synthwave Data Wave like the whole that more kind of clean like progressive kind of like subgenre and I was like dabbling in it for a while. But I think that like when I finally when I found like the Chilson stuff, I feel like that really like spoke to me. 
and I, I really like the like low uh, lo-fi kind of like aspect of it. Um, and so I just from there I just kind of just started, you know, dabbling with apps on my phone and stuff, and trying to get you know stuff that that at least kind of communicated a similar vibe to that, you know. And I think I think at, at the end of the day, like I don't know if I if I ever really like hit it spot on, which I'm okay with. Like, I think that at the end of the day, like I have so many influences from like outside of like chill simp and simp wave and stuff. Yeah. I think that's the best way to go about it. I, you know, when you start, I think there's danger when you start to be inspired by things within the genre, it starts to basically kind of cannibalize itself and become yeah. not fresh. It, it really, there's, there's that danger of becoming repetitive and redundant and, so yeah. I, I appreciate that you don't, you know, use that as your strict compass to make music. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like to some extent, like I, I can't, like, I feel like I end up kind of just like a lot of times it's like, I'll hear some, you know, I'll hear a song from some, you know, one of the new, new, a new song from one of the chill synth artists or something, you know, and I love it. And I'm just like, Oh, this is awesome. Like I want to, I want to try and recreate that vibe. And then I, try to and it ends up totally different and i think it's like you know those influences from other genres and other subgenres of electronic music end up kind of just like seeping through and again i think that's another part of myself that like i feel like i, I have to kind of let go and not uh like prohibit like let those influences come out and i feel like when they do you know i feel like it it uh i don't know it it adds a little bit of texture and something a little bit different, you know? Absolutely agree. Um, and I would say that like what I like, especially with the new album, the, the very textures and there's when people hear it, they're going to be surprised because not strictly chill synth per se. There's a pretty good variety of, of um, flavor in there. It can get a little funky at times and there's a, there's a bit of a data wavy com truzy kind of song on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, um, like I said, like it, every once in a while, it's like, I just, I don't know in general, like with writing, I like, I'm kind of just like go with the flow. So it's like, if something starts going, like I, I don't necessarily like say, okay, is this, you know, within this, this realm, of the vibe I'm trying to go for, or is this even like what I was going for in the beginning? It's kind of just like, do I like this or not? And then I just keep going and then it ends up what it is. And um, I think again, like that's another, I think that's uh, that's kind of part of why the, like the album title is polarity. Cause um, I feel like I have a, uh, like I kind of like have this struggle between these two sides of like fighting against, this uh, urge to like go with what I want to do versus like what I was like originally trying to do or what I think I should be going for or whatever, you know? And with this album, I felt like I kind of just let it go a little more. I kind of just like let, you know, like, like some of the album, some of the songs have like this, like kind of like, like mid nineties, like, Ibiza chill hip hop kind of like beat like thievery corporation kind of like beat and it's like 
when I first put it down, I was just like, dude, this is not, this is not chill synth at all. Like this doesn't, this doesn't fit. But I was like, you know what? Like I like the beat. I like how it feels. So I'm just going to let it go. And so I don't know. I mean, I, like, I feel like with this album, I kind of like tried to just let it go and let that kind of, uh, you know, other side kind of went out and, you know, I really appreciate that you did that because I really enjoyed the variety of the album. Um, you know, I expected chill synth to some degree. Um, but the fact that like there's some spice in there and I really like that um, variety. I also have to compliment you on the last, I listened to it last night on headphones and the complexity and the cleanness um, is like I think if the one thing that you do that you do take from the chill synth world is that mastering or that production value of the really clean um, textured layered sounds that comes through consistently on the new record. Um, and it's, yeah. it's beautiful to listen to on headphones. Um, like there's some songs where like the sub bass, like it's so subtle um and it just plays with like there's i forget what song where you, you like you're doing some like hi-hat i mean it's a lot of fun i think if you're a chill synth Thank person you. it doesn't go too far out of if you like chill synth um but it adds mm. and i was thinking this like you were saying 90s abiza like i was like when I was listening, I'm like, there's some nineties flavor in this. There is there. Like, I don't know if it's like this specific, like sample or, you know, like synths or drums that you're using that give it, but like, there's a nineties flavor to it in there. Um, who is the person who decides what is chill wave and what isn't anyways? <laughs> I, I honestly just think it's like a, a certain tempo. And then, you use synthesizers and then that's, I, I think maybe that's your only parameter. Cause like there's I such like, a good. No, I mean, I, I think there's like, it, I don't know, like it, it's almost like, um like you can't describe it, but you kind of know it when you hear it kind of thing. And uh, I don't know, like I definitely like, again, like I feel like I struggle between like trying to, cause I do love it. Like I love like, like everything on, you know, the chill synth playlist and everything that comes on EG. Like, I love, like, I love that vibe and that sound, but I think like at the end of the day, like when I try to, I'm like, I have a hard time, like get like, like keeping it into that, um, that realm. And I'm again, like, I don't have anything against keeping it within that realm. I'm not even necessarily trying to like break out of it. I think I just, I kind of just write what I write and ends up what it is. <laughs> so you're saying you do what you want to do. <laughs> yeah. And you don't do what you don't want to do. Now there's a callback. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's fan How did, so you, with this record, you're, it sounds like you, you let yourself go a little bit, go into places maybe where, you were more restricted to yourself, not by outside sources. And when did this record in earnest start happening? Was there 
uh, was there like a, a theme or a feeling or something that you were like, I need to write this album, this music, or did it just come together? And oh, I mean, for for the most part, like when I'm like I the stuff that I do kind of just happens and then it collects up. I I don't remember exactly when I started it because the vinyl which um, is coming through out through Stratford and I very much appreciate Stratford amazing um, it takes a while for vinyl to get pressed so I think it was it, like it was a while ago when we when he sent the order in for the album and I think at the time I think it was probably around this time last year that I was working on the album wow um, wow and I think but I mean, I think like, I mean, some of the songs were like done by like this time last year and then like probably, you know, a handful weren't yet. Like I always kind of have, like as I'm working on songs, I always have like songs on reserve. Like it's like, I'll just, I'll get a song mostly done and then I'll put it, you know, in the kind of like a pile of like, here's a song I want to release at some point, but I don't know if it'll be a single or an EP or an album or what. And I think I kind of just got to a point where I had like half an album worth of songs that were sitting in reserve. And I was just like, you know, I'm just going to finish writing some stuff and making an album. And like I said, like it was at the time, like I had some stuff that was, you know, I had that like, like automator, which I released the other day, which was, is one of the more data wavy ones. Love that song. Yeah. And I had like, um, thank you. And I had um, the, I think like secret spot and like a couple of, like a couple of the other tracks that are kind of like outliers that were kind of just sitting there. And I was just like, you know what? Like, why not just put these on the album? Like, why am I, you know, why am I hesitating to make this into like the album that I want it to be? Just, let's just, you know, take some of these other work in progress songs that I'm working on right now and just put it all together as an album. And then, you know, I, once I had about 10 songs together, I sent it to Andrew and, he liked it and said, let's do vinyl. So I like that a lot. Some of the people we've talked to will hold on to songs. They'll be like, I don't know if I want to put it on this album. Does it work on this? Do I want to save it for an yeah. EP? Do I want to do this? So I respect that. Just throw it out there. Put it on there. Make it happen. Get it out there. Make it happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm. I, I am I'm very excited about this album. I think uh, I think also I thank you for the compliments on the production stuff. I do feel like I've uh, like I am happy. I, I know a lot of producers will say like they get done with an album and by the time it's released they're like, oh I look, listen back and I can't listen to it because the mix uh, you know sounds terrible because they've got you this, know your snare sounds like shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I think they had like because you because you're kind of always improving so it's like, but I don't know I do, I do feel like I uh, I am happy with this album and the, you know at least. The production and everything so I think. Uh, not necessarily at that. It's that it's fantastic. Point. It doesn't you know, <laughs> I again it's one of those things I what I love about Chill Synth for myself personally is that. Uh, you could choose the way in which you engage with it. You could be an active listener and you can have it on headphones and really submerse yourself in the music. You could have it on the background. You could have it in the car. And 
I think really good chill synth allows you to appreciate it at any of those kinds of engagement. And I think with like, um, uh, with the hotel pools, Allison album, like that's a great example of, of being able to enjoy an album in any way. And then like voyage, obviously like he, his production is crazy amazing. Um, and so I think like for me, that's like what really gets me going with chill synth is, is that, that ability to engage with it in the way that you want. Like, and I like when you have vocal music, you, you naturally tune into who's singing and, yeah. and everything else kind of, and you're engaged in it that way. It's almost like watching a movie from, and this is, I'm only talking about me. I, I get weird, <laughs> but like, it's hard. Like if I, if someone's singing, it's hard for me to pay attention to other things. Like and I, I pay attention to someone singing, whereas non-vocal music, you get to pay attention to the music and the and the emotionality of it, or the the movements and all that other stuff. They're talking to you. They're like, dude, what are you gonna you gonna ignore me right now while I'm talking to you? <laughs> <laughs> Am I weird? Am I the only one that feels that way? I was no, just I, thinking, I, like myself, um, <laughs> as someone who thought he could play the guitar at one point in time. Like a lot of times when I listen to stuff, I will just listen to the guitar player mainly. Like with metal music, I'm listening to the guitar. Like I'm picking that out. Interesting. Well, the guitar is the star of metal music. Well, and that's true too. So, (laughs) yeah, but other things would be like, oh, you know, this person's doing this. They're using this technique. This is how they're playing that. Um, I don't know more. Maybe it's more of an exercise for myself in critical listening because you know, before I learned how to play, I was like, I don't understand any of this. I don't know why it sounds the way it is. It, it's not that interesting because maybe I don't know about it. But as I was able to learn a few things, that became the more interesting part. And even though I realized I haven't played my guitar in 10 years, <laughs> now at this point, I'm still like, oh, these things are still interesting. <laughs> so maybe we're weird. Yeah, I don't. I don't, just me and you. I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I'm. I'm. I'm right there with you. Like, I. I think that is part of the appeal of, like, chill synth. Like it. It definitely. It's. It's music you can have on in the background, but you can also like you know deep dive into it and, and uh, you know really like get into like what's what's going on, and the intricacies of it. So I mean, I, I like I like it for that reason. I feel like this album you're putting out has got a lot of those uh, little spicy elements in there that I'll, that's going to keep the listener <laughs> interested again. Like that, like there's like some snare or symbol elements in there. Like there's things that are going on that kind of like ebb and flow out that, um, that I, I, I find like when I was listening to the headphones, I'm like, Oh, Hey, I like this. This is all right. Okay. I see what you're doing here. <laughs> I like to melt into a couch when listening to yeah. chill synth. Yeah. That's, but automator I... made me sit up. I couldn't sit. I couldn't lay down. I had to sit up. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sit up song. Yeah. That one, again, like I said, like I, I contemplated just being like, Oh, can, should I just write a whole album of this kind of stuff or just put it on? But it's I would like, say uh, yes. <laughs> I, I, the, the, like I was saying before, the problem is like I feel like I like I do like I think I thought when I was writing that song I was like yes this is awesome like I can do this so let's do more and it just didn't happen. 
and it's like I kind of like I'm like a like a you know a kitten with a you know string dangling in front of it. Like it's <laughs> like I can't like I could be working on something and I'm just like yes this is awesome sweet and then something else I get inspiration for something else and it's like I'm gone in a completely different direction. So it's kind of like just what happens happens you know and I would love to write more stuff like that. But it's I, I I feel like I have to say like it's not up to me. <laughs> it's beyond my control. It's up to circumstance at that point. Yes, it's up to the person dangling the string. I, I find it, I think it's cool that you you put that on there because I think Data Wave is this you know emergent type of of whatever I don't even want to necessarily call it synth music. Um, and to me, it's like, it's another really exciting, like facet that's arising and you've got a lot of newer artists that are doing that kind of a thing. And I, and the fact that yeah. like you have it on this album, is just sort of another like way to, <coughs> to appreciate and like push that out there. Cause I think people are going to listen to this song that maybe aren't familiar with data wave and go, I want more stuff like this. And that's yeah. going to turn people on to the other. Obviously, I think the most common thing people are going to be like, "Oh, this sounds like Comtrues," like, but <laughs> it's not. Um, and I and I really I really liked it. It reminds me a bit of um, um, Delimiter, who's a very new artist. I think they've only got like four songs out, but I'm like, oh, hey, I like this intricacy of the music and yeah. what's going on and it's really as kyle said you got to sit up when you listen to it you're like okay this is this is sitting up music yeah no i mean i like i said like i i don't know at the end of the day like i felt like it was just it, I, I was very happy with the song so like whatever um you know however it could be categorized like i think at the end of the day i was just like it, it's a cool song and i want to get it out there and I, uh, I felt like if I just sat on it, it was just never going to come out. So I don't know. Like, again, like I, I, I struggle between like making a, an album with consistency where all the songs have like the same vibe or just putting out the stuff that I, that I've done that I like. And I feel like I do very much respect those artists who can write an album with like a you know, continuity and it just, it all sounds like one big piece of art. Like, I think that's awesome. But again, I feel like that's not, not my strong point. Um, but I, but I, I still, I hope that people can still get through the album and appreciate the different, you know, the ups and downs. You know, I think people are going to really like it, and I think just because of the variety, and it, and it's not like you're switching from like folk music to metal to electronica to blues. <laughs> I mean, it's all within the same electronic wheelhouse, but it has that yeah. that flavor throughout that will keep people i think interested in it and again the production value so um good on it and yeah. and you have a compliment from another professional producer that i know that loves your music for that reason um cool. galaxy 80 oh yeah Dude, he's he's awesome uh i mean he raves about your um the, the intricacies of your music and the production quality <laughs> and coming from him, I'm like, okay, this dude's really I good. I know that was, uh, I mean, I, when, when I, when he first contacted me, like asked him, cause I think we did, 
I can't remember the the first song we did, but like he, we talked for a while about stuff, and he was like, he was just like, you know, how do you get these sounds? And like, and like, I really love this, like, and this stuff. And I'm just like, dude, like, your stuff, your stuff is awesome. Like, I don't know what, why you're asking me questions. <laughs> like, <laughs> so it's something to learn, no matter <laughs> no, where I mean, you went to school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, if you need, <laughs> just go to DeVry and you'll, you'll get it all there. Set yourself Sorry, free. I'm not actually endorsing DeVry. I don't want to There is not a synth wave school at DeVry. There should be. Yet. <laughs> Yet. Dude, if they, if they want to actually like step it up a notch. Take it to the next level. <laughs> I'd go back and go again. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. You, you, would, you do you really? You would come out of that hating synthwave. <laughs> I mean, it'd still be a new perspective. I suppose. <laughs> what could they even teach you? No, nothing. Just... I'm unteachable <laughs> in all fields. It would just be, you know, purple and pink aesthetics and red lines and they'd be like now go and buy a synthesizer you're only allowed to listen to the midnight (laughs) (laughs) sounds like my film class that i took in college oh yeah like you're we're gonna watch these great movies which are actually bad and you're gonna have to love them that's the whole lesson Man, was that class not what I thought it was going to be? You were hoping for Quentin Tarantino to show up and talk cool shit. No, I was just like, here, I hope we get to appreciate something good and enjoy things and maybe get, like, a different perspective on it. But it was like, watch this movie, beat this dead horse, like, further to death (laughs) on, like, a theme on it, and then write me a... Hey, sorry for interrupting. I hope that you're enjoying the episode so far and that when you're done listening to it, that you'll tell us about it. You'll leave a comment. You'll like our page. You'll like the episode post. You'll share it. You'll repost it. You do all those things. Uh, all that kind of engagement uh, makes a big difference for you know what we do. We want to hear from you. And at the end of the day, it's as much about community engagement as it is about anything else. So all of those things commenting liking sharing following us it all matters we also have a patreon where you can contribute as much or as little as you want there is some exclusive content on there and we will continue to update that but know that your contribution goes back 100 percent into the show i'm not going to ramble on kyle and i would just like to say thank you for listening whether it's your first time or you've caught all the episodes thank you so without further ado, let's get back to the episode. Paradise, it's paradise, arcade. A 25-page paper about that. And go. <laughs> and then we're going to do it next week. You're going to do it all over again. Did you use 25-point font? Oh my god, it was never in my life have I had to do more writing for any schoolwork than I did in my film class. That doesn't sound right. Yeah, that, that's no, it, it ironic. Wasn't. It was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> and also, that should have been like a cool, chill, easy college class. Like, yo, watch movies. 
<laughs> I think they've got to justify their existence by making it as hard as possible. Otherwise, it is just literally, let's watch movies. Meanwhile, my <laughs> badminton class in college was fucking awesome. You didn't have to write papers about badminton? No. You know what I had to do? Was go in there and then hopefully beat the team of the exchange students because they were the only team that was better than the one that I was on. Or not bad. I wouldn't say better because we were really oh. good too. It, an even match. You, you know, have you ever considered picking that up again? I would literally die if I tried to play badminton now. <laughs> it might be good for your health. It might be. <laughs> but I still can't breathe, so that wouldn't work very well. Uh, Kyle had COVID and got wrecked. Oh, sorry, yeah, man. It, it wasn't. It wasn't nice. So maybe if it weren't for that, <laughs> and I was, I was still on the right track, theoretically, playing badminton could be good. You could be a badminton pro. I could be on the all-star badminton. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> University of Phoenix online, online. Please note that. Online badminton champ. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. How do you take those physical fitness courses online? <laughs> bowling was an option too, but you had to leave campus and go to a weird bowling alley to do that. That wasn't about it. I want to go to college for bowling. I mean, it wasn't specifically <laughs> for that. It was a course that you could choose. What did one learn from bowling in a college course? Technique, you history, have to it, right? Because there's no colleges that have a bowling alley. Well, DeVry. Maybe there are. I don't know. University of Phoenix <laughs> online. Everywhere is a classroom <laughs> at that point. Oh my god. So I'd like to loop back around to... What would badminton teach you? That if you're <laughs> complaining about bowling... <laughs> I... <laughs> you broke my train of... Thanks. Sorry, I'm just asking the important questions here. Obviously, we're getting to the important stuff. Badminton. I mean, if we want to debate bowling versus badminton and DeVry versus... <laughs> <laughs> We can do a National American University. I I would say they're all about uh, (laughs) as good as each other. (laughs) All things considered. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. I'm sorry I broke your train of thought. Can I can I go back to my question? Yes. Am I am we good? Please. All right. I'd like to loop back around to Hmm. how you got hooked up with Stratford and that relationship a bit. Um, so, uh, I can't remember how long ago it was that Palmscapes came out, Hotel Pools, uh, I think it was a little over a year ago or so. I believe so. Um, um, at the time, so like I, I hit up Ben Hotel Pools and we started working on a collab and I didn't know he was actually like just finishing up Palmscapes at that point, but, um, we, um, like he he liked the stuff I sent him and like just instantly started working on it. And the song came together in like two or three days. And he was just like, Oh, the song it's already done. Like, is it cool if I throw it on my album? And I was like, of course. So he 
put it on the palmscapes and that was kind of just like out of nowhere and, and really cool. And then um, a few months later when palmscapes came out, uh, Andrew, you know, started a, a group chat with all the, cause I, there's a bunch of other artists who are collaborators on that album. So he started a group chat with everybody, you know, just to kind of like touch base and let everybody know album release and whatnot. Um, and at that point, like I, I had been releasing just stuff on my own. I mean, I've been releasing through my, like our like homemade label, like kind of like collective, which is called headphone music. Um, me and um, Star Madman, Twanner and Vaporwave Axiom were all other people in the community. Like we kind of have like run this all ju just digital distribution kind of like label support system community kind of thing um and it's really cool and really great and everything but we don't do like physicals it's kind of just you know a, a community and so like going with that i hadn't really thought to like hit up any other labels for releases um but once that that album came out you know uh, palmscapes came out I was just like, I wonder, maybe I should just hit up Stratford and just see if they, you know, want to do something with me. And I asked Ben, and he's like, Yeah, dude, Andrew's totally cool. Just send him an email um, or send him, send him a message, and you know, he'll listen to your stuff and tell you whether or not, like, you know. Um, and so I just I sent him what I had been working on, which was uh, Motion Mirage, um, which came out a while ago now, but. Um, but I sent him that album because I was almost done with it. And I was just like, hey, I have this album. You know, Ben said, just hit you up and just see if you liked it. If not, no worries. And he was just like, oh, this is cool. You know, let's do some tapes and just see how it goes. You know, just super mellow, just easygoing, like really cool guy. So One could say he's a chill guy. Yeah. I mean, I think he's got like a good, a good, uh, good recipe going, you know, like, just he's a, he's a very good curator he's got a particular i'm always impressed by like stratford and puget sound and some of these other folks and dan to a big uh extent at electronic yeah. gems like they they have an ear and a vibe that works for them and like you could tell like it's one of their artists that they've curated like i could tell who's on what label just by listening to the music. And it could be like with Stratford, he's does like future funk stuff he does or, you know, did in the past, but I could tell like, Oh, this is an Andrew. Andrew's got his, this is something that he would be a part of a release. Yeah. And it, it's all cool. I mean, like I did, um, I, I can't remember. Um, I think there's a song from one of his early compilations that he released, uh, maybe like secret selection or something like that, that, is on Spotify that's also on um, the Chill Synth playlist. And I I think I noticed it like a while ago and I was like, and I ended up finding Stratford and then just hitting play on the like SoundCloud, SoundCloud page and just every song, you know, even if it's kind of going outside of the specific Chill Synth genre, like, you know, kind of just wandering through different sounds and stuff, all of it was cool. Mm -hmm. I liked all of it. And I think, you know, kind of like what you're saying is that consistency of like, if you like, you know, one thing released by them, like, you know, you, chances are there's at least a lot of other stuff you're going to like. And 
at least that's how I felt, you know? So it's cool that you got that it worked out that that relationship developed and obviously did the tapes the vinyl and then the new albums coming out through Stratford. Um, so that, that's super exciting. And that's, uh, you know, how does that feel to be like this project that you just sort of like, (laughs) I'm doing, I'm just going to do what I want to do. And then now you're, uh, you know, on this acclaimed label, releasing your stuff physically into the world Dude, it i mean it's it i mean i i'd be lying if i said that it's not a little bit just like uh like mind-blowing like it's yeah it, it you know like i said like i didn't i didn't have that expectation at all when i started this project it's really cool that people are liking it and like like i said like i i didn't set out to like send stuff to Stratford or EG. I, I don't know, like none of it was really like planned that way. And I, uh, I don't know. I think for that reason, it's kind of, I I don't, I don't know how to feel about it. Like, I'm just <laughs> like, I'm happy. I'm super, like, I'm super happy that it's happening. And I, I'm super happy like how cool this community is and like, I don't know that people actually like what I'm doing. It's just it, it to some extent I feel like kind of like a like I don't deserve it. Like I don't want to. Like I don't. I, don't know. <laughs> like, I know like I, I hear, I hear yeah. a lot of other artists like say stuff like you know imposter syndrome and things like that. It's like I think to some extent like I I don't know how to process it. I guess you know. So. This album, the music, has been finished for a bit. Um, what's next for Decisive Guala? Um, there is another thing possibly happening in December, but I think I'm not supposed to talk about it. <laughs> to be um, announced. That was a good teaser. Nice. <laughs> it may not, may or may not be happening. But it is. Probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a, that was an even better teaser, actually. Yeah. I, I take that back. <laughs> um, and I mean, so I mean, the thing is, like, the main thing I want, you know, polarity. Go so, get polarity because it's going to be awesome. Um, there is other things coming, and there is like I have a almost a full album that I'm close to done with but we'll see a lot of times i'll be like oh i'm almost done with this album and then it'll be like two months later i'm like finally done this i decide like oh i don't like that song and i start writing other ones and stuff, don't don't put pressure on yourself it'll it it sounds like they come as they do and it's ready when yeah. it's ready when you do make a yeah. song how long does it usually take you typically like a couple days like i was saying like i kind of like like on, a, on an average like sitting down writing session it's like i'll spend you know a couple hours like putting pieces together and it either grabs me or it doesn't if it doesn't then i just move on you know tomorrow i work on a different you know something something new if it does grab me then i become like 
like streamline obsessed like television and i'm just like you know i'll be like cooking dinner and i'll be like oh that pot needs like five minutes to boil and i'll run out and be like i'm gonna write this simpline real quick because like I, i'm like obsessed i'm like i have to get this done like i can't think of anything else so it's like when i do start something that i like it's done pretty quick do you start with uh, like a melody or a bass line? Like how, what is the thing that initially hooks you? Usually a melody or chord progression, but sometimes, um, sometimes it'll just be like, you know, sound like, like a happy accident, you know, it should be like messing around with like delays and stuff. And I'll have something where like, I, uh, like I cut part of it out. And I like delete it, and then I realize there's still like a end of the file that's still left there, and I'll click on it, and it'll be like this weird kind of like trail, you know, delay trail or something like that, you know. And I'll just be like, oh, that's cool, you know. Maybe I'll just start writing that. Like it's it, it I don't know, it's different, but it usually it's something melodic, and then I just start writing, you know, drums and bass, and then see where it goes. Do you do you like drums do you like melodies better like what what's the thing that draws you the most because like when you're an electronic musician you do everything right like yeah if you're like kyle you have you perfect one instrument and don't play it for 10 years uh, perfect you're being a little generous there <laughs> <laughs> hone work on think about <laughs> um i I think melody is usually what like inspires me to like to to write but I do think like um something I think I've realized like in probably the last like year or so is that uh I think it um like the production the um like sound design and those intricacies and stuff like are kind of like what makes it uh like more interesting and I don't know if I I mean I I feel like I've always kind of like tried to include that stuff, but I feel like in recent recently it's been a little more of a focus. So like, I think more recently it's like, I'll write something and I'm not as, I guess like I don't spend as much time like going through melodies and just being like, Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that until I find something. It's like, I'll kind of just go to something where it's like, you know, does this sound pleasant? Does it sound like a good vibe? And if it does, then I'll just move on and I'll move on to more like sound design type ideas, like, you know, creating different like floating sounds, things that are panning, different percussive ideas and things that kind of just take that, you know, that initial sound and make it something more interesting and more uh, intriguing. And then and then go from there. Nice. So you'd mentioned using a cellular telephone. <laughs> to, to make music and a mobile <laughs> and so, so like the kind of gear that you use are you mostly like using a computer do you use like actual hardware what what is for for this i mean for the beginnings of of dk the a lot of the first singles and like first couple eps and first album I don't know if it was considered an album or EP, but um, it was all stuff done on a program called Oxy, which is all on the phone. So I didn't even, there was no computer involved. It was all just through Oxy. 
um, which is a great program. Like it's, it's really cool. And for anyone out there who wants to make electronic music and doesn't have all the equipment, like that's a great way to, to do it, to do it. But um, I eventually, I went back to using my, like I had bought synthesizers before that and I already had them. But again, like I was saying before, it's like I had been putting a lot of work into stuff that I was doing before, but I just wasn't super happy with where it was going. It was a lot easier and quicker and funner, frankly, <laughs> to just sit on the phone and just make a song in one afternoon, you know? Um, but once I, once I started getting stuff going, like I started wanting to use my synthesizers again. So now like, all the stuff I've been doing the last couple albums is all, all hardware. So I have a bunch of synthesizers and effects and hardware and stuff. And it all just goes into um, pro tools, which is just, just happens to be the DAW that I learned on. Um, and I mainly just use it for like tracking. I don't use many plugins. It's kind of just a system to get all the sounds in literally using it to record the music essentially and then like arrange it yeah yeah i mean i do like basic you know some compression eq but i don't for the most part i use the the gear because i just like i like uh, i like moving knobs and just seeing where things go and coming up with cool sounds and like i was saying like happy accidents like i think there's a lot of songs on this album as well as like some new stuff that's coming out that we're there's just stuff that happens, weird noises that come through delays and uh, signal chains of reverbs and compressors and stuff where you get weird noises and you don't think of much of it at the time, but then I cut and paste stuff around and move things around and I'm like, what is this weird sound? And I click on it and listen and I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And it become, you know, kind of grows from there. So like, I like, I like that, that process sounds really confusing to me. <laughs> I appreciate the fact that you use it all. Yeah. You get in there and you just do it. I It's interesting because you're talking about how you were making music on your phone. We had a conversation with Make Him Vanity Set a long time ago. And he was sort of predicting like what the future of music is going to be and how technology is advancing all the time and he's like you know soon you won't even need any of this shit you'll just have your phone and you'll be able to make music on your phone and so i think <laughs> it's so funny that like what he told us is something that is happening already or did, did. already at that point and yeah just hadn't, you know put too much thought into it at that point yeah it is crazy i mean i will say like the first like i was saying that that first song i got that got featured on electronic gems was all oxy and like you know which is a just an app on my phone like i literally like never i mean i think i might have sent it to a um to like a master al algorithm thing before i posted the soundcloud but it like i don't know like i think again like i feel like that's kind of the message that i've learned from this project and that i'd like to communi communicate to other people is that like don't hold yourself to like some standard of like what you think music has to be. Like I wrote a song on my phone and it got on a, you know, a very huge 
platform on YouTube, like, and it's got like you know a bunch of you know tons of streams on Spotify and and stuff. I mean, it's not the hugest song in the world or anything, but it's like it. It's a song me, that started it like, all for you. Yeah, I mean, and and it, you know, I mean, it's I, for, as far as I'm concerned, like I'm happy. Like I don't I don't need to be Ed Sheeran gigantic. Like it's like if I have songs that people are listening to, like that's cool. And the fact that I wrote some of them on my phone, like you know, I think that's you know, like do do whatever you want to do that makes cool music. It's like if you hadn't said anything. People would probably never know that that's how you did it either. I mean, yeah, some people probably not. There was some, there's there are a lot of people in the chill synth community that use that that particular app, and uh, um, there, there's also like a whole like Oxy community on Discord, and um, I think there, yeah, there was a lot of people that I talked to that were like, you know, oh, it's so cool, you got a song, you know, featured with Oxy and stuff. I don't know, it did. <laughs> to, like as much as I love my synthesizers, I think it's kind of a cool achievement to have made a song Absolutely. on my phone that, <laughs> that kind of got out there, you know. Um, uh, it's more of a matter of the person using the tools and the tools themselves. Galactic Melt was made mm. entirely on an early version of Reason, which is a yeah. not as loved DAW as you know. Ableton or Cubase or any of these other things like it's kind of looked down upon and he made Dude. that album entirely on that dog. The Galactic Melt is my favorite. Yeah, and he used a very old version of Reason. I mean, he was running he was running stuff out into like hardware and then back into Reason, but that yeah. was what he used. No, and and I also like I mean, I know a lot of artists have used the idea of uh, um, sort of like um, like deprivation of just like you know like like form yourself into like you know deprive yourself of all these other things that make music creation easier like give yourself like limit yourself and then cool things will happen from that you know because you're forced to figure out how to make your get your ideas across with this these limited uh, tools, you know. And I don't know, I don't know if that's why Galactomelt is cool or what, why that, you know. But I know, like, I, I, I do think there's something to that too. You know, the idea of like having less tools at your disposal sometimes can end up making uh, having cooler results, you know. Yeah, I think it's a very specific type of mindset that can utilize a lot of options like Aphex Twin is a person that you know like can use all sorts of technology and create all sorts of create and he's always doing weird stuff but more and more people that I've talked to the big difference between when they're making music when they were like on a pirated version of a thing or had one synth versus where they're at now is that they have too many yeah. options and they get decision fatigue <laughs> And so they're not they're not zazzed to make music in the same way that they used to, and it's when they had basically the three things, and that's it, and that's all you get to have, and they were very creative. Um, so I think there's something to be said about that. Yeah, less I am. Um, less is more. Yeah, I think it's cool. Like I have, like I do. Um, the the thing. 
that I'm not sure I'm supposed to talk about that might be coming in December is actually something I did all dollars, which means like it was all um, recorded without computer. So it was all um, like basically done live. Nice. Um, and it is like um, I, I, I did it like I was doing it just for uh, writing experimentation purposes, but I was ending up finding out that uh, they were all they were turning out to be like full songs, but it is very like limiting to not be able to go back and edit things, not be able to I don't, I like, like just go into any given track and change the EQ or cut something out, you know? Um, but I right. found like the results were like really cool. You know, I really liked the direction it was going. It's a moment in time. Yeah. And it is, and it is like, like we were saying, like it, it's, it's limiting, you know, I, I can't, I don't know, I can't overthink it. It's like, it is what it is. And then it's done. Respect. It's also another really good teaser. <laughs> <laughs> but also polarity. Polarity. So it's coming out the 25th, you said? Yes. 25th this month. Right? I believe. What month are we in? November? Yeah, we're in November. <laughs> yes. 25th. Um, I Polarity. Yes. You've got a, uh, it's almost all you. I think there's like one collab track on there. Or is there two? There is. Um, with Hotel Pools. Um again i love i love working with ben um i've done huge tracks with him and uh i wasn't actually planning on having any collabs on the album um not that i'm against having collabs on the album i just like i was saying like i kind of just work and then like i'll start something and then before i know it the song's already done so there's not much room for collabs it's like all you know but um i was basically almost like done with the album and and i was talking to him chatting with him on instagram or something talking about synthesizers or whatever and he uh just mentioned because i you know been on the the collab on palmscapes and he was like hey you know if you ever want me to return the favor if you want me to do a collab for one of your albums like just let me know and i was just like well coincidentally i'm you know i'm almost done with my album right now but you wanted to sneak something in and he said, sure. So I, you know, just sent him, a, I think just like a single riff, like just a synth riff that I had just written. And, uh, he just instantly like turned it into like, you know, half a song. And then I started adding stuff to it and then it was done. And then I was just like, all right, it'll be on the album. I mean, all the stuff I've done with him has 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 moved. I think he's similar, works in a similar uh, fashion that I do, where it's like once he starts getting going on something, it's like it's done in no time. So I think that the songs we've done together have gone pretty quickly. So when he when he mentioned that, I was like, well, you know, at least I know like this is probably going to happen pretty quick. So I kind of just. You know, sent him the thing. It happened quick, and then I threw it onto the album. So nice. It's uh, what I like about Ben is that when he collaborates with people, he's very generous in in how he yeah. allows both people to sort of 
exist on that track. Like you could tell he's on it, but it's still your song. And, um, and I like that about him and he seems to be able to like, he has an ability to tune into other people and expand and then sort of have a conversation musically with another person. Uh, and I mean, that's why you see like on a lot of his albums, he's got tons of collaborations um, yeah. or does an entire album with somebody else because I, whatever he does, he's got an ability to work with another person and do this really cool stuff. Yeah. No, I mean, I think, I mean, from like talking to him and stuff, like I feel like he, uh, I think he listens, you know, like he listens to a lot of like other artists. I think he, even though he's like at a a, a, a bigger level than some of the other artists in the, in the community, like I think he still wants, like he still like wants to know what's going on in the community. Like, I think he like, I think he listens to other artists, listens to the new stuff. You know, I think it's uh, in general, it's a, uh, you know, he likes just being like involved in stuff, and I think that's really cool. And I think it ends up being really cool when it comes to like collaborations and stuff because like you know at the end of the day it's like i don't know in general like i think same with a lot of the other like bigger artists like we're all i don't know it's, it's not not actually that different of a level even though it may seem like it when you're you know when you're down and like struggling just getting you know like you have like a couple hundred listens on on songs and things like that like it seems like it's so far away but at the end of the day, like we're all still kind of just like indie musicians. Yeah. And I think like it's uh that's something that I think I've realized like as this project has progressed, like I'm not like up to that level yet. But at the same time I'm not where I was when I first started and I'm like happy for how far I've come. But at the end of the day, you know, like I said, I've worked with Hotel Pools and I've talked to voyage and like allison and like all these other artists that are like at this other level where you think like you know when you're first starting out you think they're these like huge artists but they're they're all still just like indie artists like none of them are you know flying jets around the world and the money (laughs) right you know we're all still just just get you know making trying to just you know get music out there and you know make it make it happen you know yeah what else do we want to say about polarity Black Friday, the twenty fifth. Ah, uh, yeah. So there's gonna be vinyl and tapes uh, from Stratford. Um, they're as usual limited, so you know, grab them and once they're gone, they're gone. Boom. Um, it'll also be up on all the other places and. Hotel pools on there, and uh, I, don't know, I mean, I'm. I show people like it. <laughs> well, I can tell you that I thoroughly enjoyed it, um, and I I give it my seal of approval. I do too. I appreciate that. Um, and so I suggest people listen to it because if it's like the if you're into the type of music, you're gonna like this. And I like that there is flavor in there there's there's things in there that keep it that i don't like it there's a little there's exciting little spices thrown in and i like that i appreciate that 
I'm glad. Like I, like I said, I, I kind of struggle between whether or not that's a good or bad thing, but I, uh, uh, at the end of the day, it's like when I listen back to the album, I'm like, you know, like I, I'm happy with all these songs. So, you know, I, I think that at the end of the day, I got to go with, with that. With yeah. What, I, I, I think it'll do well. And I think just from the, are you going to, re- so are you going to release another single before the release of the album? Cause you released automator, right? Yeah. Um, um no, I'm going to. I wasn't even planning on doing uh, one at all. Um, Automator, for some reason, like I just wanted to put that one out early. I um, I released a clip on Twitter like a while ago when I was first writing it, and it got like a ton of views, and people were like reacting to it um, really well. So I was just like, like maybe this will be like a cool song, like kind of just trying to throw people off, like throw this song out there early. Um, but originally, like, I wasn't planning on releasing anything early. I was just going to leave it until the release date. But so that, that one was just kind of like for fun. Like, I just kind of wanted that one. Cause like I said, I feel like it is a little bit of an outlier. I wanted to kind of like have a chance to stand on its own, but then still be part of the album later on. Well, it was a good move. It was a good, it was a good tease. Um, <laughs> for people that are listening, the whole album is not that it's that one song. <laughs> but um it's a fantastic album uh do you have anything you want to add kyle any questions related or not related to um, university of phoenix arizona online badminton any anything else <laughs> don't ask me about my divide degree <laughs> <laughs> i think we've covered that pretty well <laughs> Indeed, indeed. We got most of it in before the show started. So. Yeah, true that. Almost all out of my system. <laughs> <laughs> once it, once it's over, we'll just hang out and talk more about yeah college online days. universities. Yeah, and that's that's probably actually going to happen. It's a hundred percent true when it's, this episode stops. That's what it's going to be. Online college party. <laughs> all right. Well, I don't have anything else to say. Uh, Mr. Decisive Koala, do you have anything do you want to add? Um, just thank you guys very much for having me on. I really appreciate the chance to talk about stuff and really appreciate you guys having me on. And uh, thank you, everyone who's listening to my music. All right. We suggest listening to the 25th Strife Record. All things go get it buy it but until next time this is eric thank you so much for joining Okay.